Well, bonjour à tous. Uh, nous sommes très contents que uh, vous soyez ici aujourd'hui. We're so glad that you are here with us today online. This Thanksgiving Day weekend in Canada, we were looking forward to everybody being here in the room together. I even brought the Canadian mask that my wife made for me with with trees and, and Canada geese and canoes and hockey sticks, and, and, uh, and nobody's here to see it today. But we're glad that you're here with us online. And obviously, the reason that we're not meeting in person is because our province has called for the Moncton region to be in the orange phase because of a breakout of COVID. We're praying for those families affected. Thank you so much, those of you who are, are in isolation. Uh, we hope you're watching with us here today as well. But today we're gonna continue in this series that Pat started with us last week called Powerful Prayers, Scripture-Fed, Spirit-Led. And so throughout the rest of the month, we're going to be learning how to begin to pray prayers that are Scripture-fed, Spirit-led. Now, there's a specific thing that that phrase means, a couple of things, and we're going to talk about that and, and model it for you a little bit later in the service today. Uh, but, but last week, Pat got us started talking a little bit about technology and the change of the pace of life and, and how things are, are so chaotic and things are just being force-fed into our brains every day. And he pointed in particular to the significance of the invention of the iPhone in 2007. Now these little devices have changed our lives in some ways that are very good, but also now it means that we are continually, every moment of every day, exposed to information about everything that is going on in the world. Every earthquake that happens, every flood that happens around the world, we know the minute it happens. Every natural disaster, every celebrity couple that breaks up, or every politician who breaks a toe on the nightstand, we learn about it the very day that it happens. Every tweet from a world leader, every child who gets abducted, every person who gets COVID in our province or in our nation, everything that happens, every person who gets angry and has things to, to spew about and, and every conspiracy theory and just everything that is out there is fed to us on a daily moment by moment basis. And the fact is, I'm not sure that our, our brains are, are wired with the capacity to be able to handle it. In, in fact, in the last decade, since the invention of these smartphones, I think it is safe to say that we have had more information about everything going on around the world, more than just what's happening in our own little communities, but everywhere in such a way that I think we've had more information crammed into our minds and our hearts and our emotions that we've had to process in this last decade more than ever before in the history of the world. And Pat talked last week a little of the... the, the uh, situation. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the results of that. Here in Canada, there was a research study done back in 2018, and it found that 63% of 18 to 29-year-olds 
struggle with anxiety. 71% of females in the same age demographic also struggle with anxiety. I'd, I'd be terrified to think what that number would be today, two years later in the midst of this pandemic. Here's a study that shows us some insight into that by Mental Health Research Canada. Across all age categories, they found that since the COVID-19 outbreak, the levels of very high anxiety have quadrupled and the levels of high depression have doubled. Look, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a mental health expert. I don't pretend to be. I don't think you have to be an expert, though, to be able to just look at our world today and say, we're not headed in a good direction. I don't think that we are mentally, emotionally able to handle the amount of crisis information that is poured into our brains every single day about everything that's going on in the world, all the problems, every moment of our lives. And I look at this busyness and I look at this chaos in our minds and I think of the scripture that we looked at last week. The words of Jesus in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30 from the message. Are you tired? Jesus asks, are you worn out? Perhaps even burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, Jesus says, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. And then Jesus says, keep company with me. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And so Pat pointed out uh, last week, one of the things that I think is really, really significant, one of those aha moments here in this passage of Scripture, where you'll notice that Jesus does not say here in this passage, Jesus is not saying, I want to come into the chaos of your life, even though we know that God does want to come into and, and, and be fully involved in our lives. But notice, notice what we tend to pray is, Lord, I want you to come into my chaos and fix my problems. But instead here, notice that Jesus says, instead of me coming into your life, what I need you to do, Jesus says, is I need for you to come into my life. And notice this. I think here's what this means. I think it means that Jesus cannot come into our chaos if we don't first come into his peace. And so Jesus says, that's why you need to, to come away, get away from the busyness and the chaos of the world on a regular basis to spend time with me. So last week, we introduced this 21-day Bible and prayer 
challenge. And all, it has been a great journey this week as we're hearing from people who have started what we've recommended. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit about our whole texting system and how we're trying to help and coach everybody through that and how you can be involved. But, but I want to show you just really quickly what, what that does. As we put the website up on the screen, we're sending everybody to odb.org. Now, if you already have something you do for daily devotions, daily Bible and prayer time, we're not telling you that you need to change, but we're really trying to help people start this new habit in their life. So we're trying to make it really easy. And not to just start for 21 days and then stop, but to start for 21 days to begin a habit, a pattern that hopefully you will carry on for the rest of your life. And so just to get people started, we're recommending to go to the website odb.org, which stands for Our Daily Bread. And when you get to the webpage, it looks like this. And if you click this little button underneath today's devotional, click the little button that says, read now. And when you do it, it opens up the devotional page. And so if you go to the next page, here's what the devotional page for today looks like. Today's devotional is about missing uh, about finding wisdom, and it talks about 1 Kings 3, 9, give your servant discerning heart to distinguish between right and wrong. And then you'll see that it reads down through a devotional that's just a few paragraphs, literally only takes like a minute or two to read. And as soon as you finish reading down through that devotional to start thinking biblically about life, and then here's the important part. The little thing that you might bypass if you're not paying attention is this little section here that says Bible in a year. And Bible in a year, you'll notice that there's an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading. Now, in the Old Testament reading, if, if you've got enough time and you'd like to do that as well, please do read the Old Testament reading as well. But we're just trying to get people started new in this who maybe have not had this pattern before. And so if you only have time, please at least every day read the New Testament reading. Today's reading is Colossians 3 the chapter of Colossians 3. So if you click that little link there on Colossians 3, it'll open up and just give you the first verse or two. Click read more and you'll see the whole thing. Let's go to the next screen and we'll show them uh, the whole, oh yeah, I'm sorry, Bible in a year, Colossians 3. When you click that, it'll take you to the whole reading. And what I wanna do right now is just to give you a, a taste of what you're gonna find every day when you do this is let's go to the next screen and we'll show them Here's the beginning of Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2. Today's scripture says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And so as you continue into the passage, let me show you just really quickly, skip down to verse 15 and 17 and show you one of my favorite sections here in, this, in today's reading. It continues and says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Dwell among you richly richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, now I want to imagine, just for a minute with me, imagine what changes might start to take place in your life if daily you're feeding your soul with the wisdom and the truth of God's word. And that's why Pat, Pastor Pat and Jeremy McDonald and I, who are teaching this series throughout the month, sat down and wrote out 21 little coaching encouragement messages to send you by text every day of this 21-day challenge. And so uh, if you have not already done it, now, if you texted us last week and already are on this, please don't do it again. We have to pay for these text messages. We don't just have somebody in a room who's responding to everybody. It's an automated system. It costs us every little emoji that you send, every little praying hands that you respond back to us. But if you would just text the word power, if you've not done this yet, to 506 406 Four four zero zero four zero six four four zero zero. If you text the word power and you've not done that yet, you will receive an introduction, a welcome to doing this 21-day journey, and then it'll give you a little bit of instructions about how to go to odb.org and start this pattern that hopefully is something that will become a habit for the rest of your life. But notice here that there are two things that we're talking about. It's not just prayer, it's Bible and prayer. Now, reading the Bible is challenging, I know, because if you're new to this, some of the stuff in here, it, it, it takes time as God begins to reveal things to you and the more that you learn and the more you grow. And so keep pushing through and God's word will begin to form you. But it's easy to just open up a book and start reading, right? So Bible time, we get that. But I think where many people struggle is when it comes to how do we pray? Because if you just tell somebody, you need to start praying every day, most people are like, well, I don't know what to do. How, what do I say? How do I know if I'm making that connection with God? And so just for fun, I want to show you a little video about, you know, trying to make a connection with somebody that you can see and how hard it is. And I, I think this is kind of fun. One of my favorite shows when I was growing up. Check out this video clip. Indeed, this is a marvelous invention. With this instrument, you can talk to anyone, any place in the civilized world. We talked to my cousin, Peru. Oh, yes, of course. Right now? Yes. Ellie, me. Run out back and fetch Jethro. Oh, wait a minute. He might not have his clothes on yet. <laughs> oh, I'll get him. Dad, is he greening us? Can we honest to goodness talk to Pearl on this thing? You heard what he said. Hello, Pearl, you old rascal. What you doing back there? <laughs> You gotta pick this thing up. Hello, Pearl, you old rascal. What you doing back there? Oh, there ain't Pearl. This here's Ellen. What'd she say? She ain't a word. She just hummed. Chinese humming a tune. Shut up, humming and say something. Jasper will be right in. You ready to call Pearl? You've been a calm, but she just hummed. That's dial tone. First, you've got to dial long distance like this. Howdy, Pearl. Hello, Pearl, you old rascal. What you doing back there? Come on, there ain't Pearl. This ain't This is long distance. We know that, Pearl. Oh, I, I believe you have the operator. 
What's Pearl's number? Number? Operator. Oh, just a moment, please. Hey, folks, Mr. Drysdale will tell me what y'all was up to. You can't talk tomorrow on that thing. Well, look who's getting too smart for his britches. Too big for him, too. Mr. Drysdale says we can talk to her. Yeah, you think you know more than Mr. Drysdale? Well, I know mine got no telephone. <laughs> See, don't you wish now that you had shared on social media to invite people to watch today's service? This is the kind of quality stuff you get around here. Well, that, that's what prayer feels like sometimes, doesn't it? Like we're, we're, we're talking, we're, but we're not sure if we're making a connection. And so I want to talk really quickly in the time we have left today about three different types of prayer. Three types of prayer. And the first one we're going to talk about today is, number one, a continual dialogue, a continuous dialogue with God throughout your day. For some reason, huh, the rest of the line disappeared, but I take my word for it. It says, a continuous dialogue with God throughout your day. And so uh, that's what Paul is referring to here in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, when he says, pray continually. Pray continually. What does it mean to pray continually? It means don't stop. It means all the time. Every moment of the day, you're having a running conversation with God. You get up in the morning and you see the sunrise and say, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you've given me, another day that I get to wake up. Thank you, Lord, as I'm driving to work, that I actually have a place to work, even though it frustrates me sometimes, but a, but a place that I can you know, make money to be able to, to provide for my family and support the mission of your kingdom, Lord. Lord, Lord, Today, my boss, oh, he, he said something that got me upset, and, and, but Lord, thank you that I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> thank you for giving me wisdom today. Lord, Lord my, my kids, my children are driving me up the wall today, Lord, but I need your help. Would you guide me? Would, I, want to just, I want to demonstrate your love for my family. And so all throughout your day, it's, it's talking with God, seeking his guidance, asking him questions, being aware of his presence, and listening to his voice. I'm telling you, this, this change in mindset, I think, could make such a huge difference in our lives. Imagine even in this past week, how many mistakes you might have avoided if you had been Praying continuously throughout the day. Number two, a regular daily meeting time with God and his word. Psalm chapter five, verse three says, morning by morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. Morning by morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. And so this is about carving out specific time in your day, each day, carving out time in your schedule to, to open up God's word and spend time in prayer. And that's why we're doing this 21-day challenge, just to help you get started, to develop this pattern, this habit for a lifetime. L look at Luke chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. It says, yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus often withdrew 
to lonely places and prayed. Now, now think about this. If Jesus needed to withdraw from the busyness of his day, if Jesus needed to turn down the volume and the distractions in his life to get away, to spend time with the Father, and and Jesus, we're talking about Jesus here, right? Jesus is perfect. And so if Jesus, who was perfect, needed to do that, how much more do you and I need it in our lives? So here's level number three. Number three, some of the most powerful prayers are in groups with others. In Matthew 18, 19, Jesus said, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. In other words, there's no such thing as a Lone Ranger Christian. We need each other. We need community. And as powerful as our prayers can be on our own, there is a whole nother level of power that comes when we pray in groups together with other Christians. James chapter 5 verse 14, if any among you are sick, let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. So notice it's a community thing together. Acts 2, 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Acts 12, 12, Peter went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Acts 2, 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting together. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, In every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands, lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. Acts 4, 31, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. And you say, Joel, I, I, I don't get it. Why are you sharing all these scriptures? Here's why. We live in such an individualistic culture. And, and what we tend to think so often, even as Christians, is that prayer is a private thing. It's just between me and God. And you know, Jesus even talks about the importance of private prayer. We know that's true. It is important. But folks, listen. Much of the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit that we read in Scripture is when Christians come together in groups to pray. And so, yes, we need a continual dialogue with God throughout the day. Yes, we need a regular meeting time with God and his word that we're trying to teach in this 21-day prayer challenge throughout the month. 
But I think where, where many Christians are missing out is number three. So many Christians are missing out on the powerful things that God does in Scripture when Christians come together in groups with others. And that's why we have multiple prayer gatherings here throughout the week and online and in our small groups. In addition to small groups, I, you know, I, I try to come to multiple prayer gatherings throughout the week that we have available. We've got uh, some on Sunday. We have a Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. on Zoom. We've started a new in-person prayer gathering here on Thursdays at noon, which unfortunately with our restrictions right now, we're not going to be able to do, but we'll get back to that as soon as we can. Thursdays here at noon. And, and I try to come to as many of those as I possibly can. But I'm, gonna, I'm going to admit something to you. I'm going to confess something that is a little uncomfortable. When it comes to going to those weekly prayer gatherings, I don't want to. <laughs> I... It's uncomfortable sometimes for me to, you know, I'm an introvert and I'm like, I'm not sure who's going to be there and, and, you know, how's it going to turn out and, and my schedule's busy and I have so many other things to do. But here's what I have found. That it, when, I, when I take that time out of my schedule and I say, no, I'm too busy not to pray. I need God's help. I need God's direction. I need his presence. And so I go. Whether it's online or in person, the different forms of prayer that we have throughout the week. And time and time again, I have found that God meets with me and speaks with me in those group prayer times, really in these last few years, as much or more than any other time that I've experienced in my life. So many times I'll go walking into those group prayer gatherings and I'll walk in and I'll sit down or I'll log in on Zoom on Tuesday morning and I have a question that I'm wrestling with, maybe a leadership issue. I, I need to lead the staff well, and we need to make a decision as a church, or, or I, I have you know, family issues, or, or, or maybe I'm wrestling with what am, what am I going to say on Sunday? I know the passage that I'm supposed to teach, but I'm wrestling with how exactly do I communicate this, and, and I'm looking for just the right wording for something. And time and time and time again, I have gone to those group prayer gatherings and God has spoken to me while praying with other believers and given me just the word that I needed. Many times, a word that I didn't even know that I needed until I heard from God in our times of group prayer. And so now, like, I'm afraid not to go. Like, I, my, we were out of town the beginning uh, of the week, and then on, on Thursday, I had some meetings scheduled, and I couldn't be at that one, and so like this week, I was not able to go to any of those, and, and I, there are times, where, like this week, I'm like, man, I'm kind of afraid that I've missed out, because I so desperately need that presence, being in the presence of His Spirit with other believers, praying and hearing his voice. And let me just tell you, I don't know how some of you guys do it, how you get by in life without doing that. I don't know how you do. And that's why in our small groups, prayer is so important. And we want this year to teach our small groups 
to pray better together. We know the reality is many times in small groups because people have not been taught to pray. And so when it comes to small group time, many times prayer time is the most awkward time, right? But we want to help take that most awkward time this year and help turn it into the most powerful times in our group meetings together. So next week, Jeremy is going to lead us through one of the greatest examples of scripture-fed, spirit-led prayer in all of the New Testament. You're not going to want to miss it next Sunday, which I'm pretty sure with our restrictions is going to be online only. Hopefully, though, the last Sunday of the month, hopefully we'll be able to gather together uh, in person again. And the very last Sunday of this month, I'm going to do something that I've never, ever, ever done before. I've never seen it done in a church before. It might be a little weird. Don't miss it. I think it'll be really, really helpful the last Sunday of this month. But just really quickly, in the time we have left, I wanna dip our toes into the water just to kind of show you an example of what it means to pray scripture-fed and spirit-led. And to do that, I I, I wanna talk about a little of what we do in our staff meetings each week. In our staff meetings here at Moncton Wesleyan, uh, we always have a time of prayer together. And so this month, just like you, we're doing the 21-day prayer challenge together. And so this week on Tuesday, this was the devotional that we all read. And we went back up to Philippians chapter two, and our whole staff team together here at the church on Tuesday read through Philippians 2, the whole chapter, and then we went back and prayed through it, scripture-fed and spirit-led. Let me show you just an example of what that looks like. Philippians chapter 2, let's just begin in verse 1 through 4, just for a sample. It says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing In the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And so what we do now is we just go back through that passage and just sort of highlight some of the things that as I pray this, stand out to me. And so I begin to to just pray back through the passage. Scripture fed, Lord, I need encouragement in my life. And, And I thank you that I am united with Christ. And Lord, anything in my life that is separated from you, that needs to be united, reveal it to me, Lord, because I need to live united with Christ and be comforted by his love. And maybe my mind begins to go to different areas in my life where I feel that I need the comfort of the love of God. 
And so I just begin saying, Lord, I need your comfort in this area, and I need, I need to know the, the, the manifestation of your love in, in this area of my life. And, and then if any common sharing in the Spirit, oh, Lord, I want to share in your Spirit. I need the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, today. Come and fill me up. Fill me up and, 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 and give me the direction that I need, Lord. As I surrender to you, I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit if any tenderness, Lord, is there any area where I'm not being tender to you or compassionate to the needs of others? Being one in spirit and, and of one mind. Th th we need unity, Lord. Lord, in these trying times, help Christians come together in unity. We see so much division and fighting and aligning over political battle lines. But Lord, we want to be united as Christians, united under the cross of Jesus Christ, that we would be one in spirit and of one mind. And doing nothing out of selfish ambition. Lord, oh, I think this week of the time that I acted selfishly. The times this week that I've, I've operated out of the ambition of building my kingdom rather than your kingdom, Lord. Or vain conceit. The times that I've been conceited. Maybe there's somebody that I'm looking down on, not looking to my own interests, but to the interests of others. Lord, who have I looked past in my life? Lord, who is it? that you bring to my mind right now that maybe I, I didn't give them the respect that I should have. And so you, you read and you pray and you listen as your prayer is fed by the scripture and led by the Holy Spirit. Continuing on in, in the same passage, look at, at verse, uh, verse 12 and 13. It says, therefore, my dear brothers, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. And so I look at that and I begin to pray, Lord, I want your purpose to be fulfilled in my life today, for you to work in me and through me. Everything I do, Lord, I just want to fulfill your good purpose in me. And so here's the point. Here's what I think is many times the problem in our prayers. That many times our prayers only consist of our requests, of our problems. Of Lord, I need your help. Aunt Sally broke her toe. Uncle John was put in prison this week. I'm having trouble at work. Lord, I, I need help with my finances. Lord, and those are all good. Listen, we are invited to bring our requests to God. It's important, but listen, it's incomplete. It's incomplete. That's not where the power is. Listen, the power is when our prayers begin to get in alignment with God's word. 
The the scripture says that God's word will not return void in your life. And so we want to teach you how to pray the promises of God. Every day to sit down with his word and be shaped and formed by it. With with maybe just starting with a chapter in the New Testament at odb.org. And pray your way through it. Inviting the Holy Spirit to guide your mind as you pray. Scripture fed and spirit fed. Led. Now listen, I know that this teaching series is not going to be like the most popular that gets shared on social media like, you know, a thousand times. And this, this message is not going to get 20,000 views on YouTube and so forth. Listen, we know many times how to get that kind of attention. The ones that people share are always the, the little snippets of messages that say, you know, God has great plans for your life and God wants to rescue you and deliver you from all your problems and, all, and, and, and make you prosperous and 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 Listen, all that's true, that God wants to speak into your life. God wants to be present in the midst of your problems. All those things that people want to hear. But what people don't want to hear many times is in order to get there, you have to come into his presence. And and this may not be what we want to hear, but I believe it is what our spirits need. It's what you were designed for, to connect with your creator. And so Jesus says, are you tired? Are are you worn out, burned out on religion? The answer is not more feel-good sermons and, and stuff that you find on social media. Jesus says, the answer is, come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live freely. And lightly. And so to finish up our time together today, we're going to celebrate the sacrament of communion. And so we, we told you at the beginning of the service, and we put it on social media earlier this morning, that uh, it, hopefully you've already gotten your elements ready. And so if not, right now, run to the kitchen, grab some little pieces of bread, maybe a cracker, whatever you have available. And then if you don't have grape juice or apple juice or whatever you have, even if it's water, put something in a cup. And as you get those elements ready, in just a few minutes, we're going to come back together after we sing this song. And we're going to receive communion together. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray your blessing over everyone who's watching this today. Lord, that as people take this uncomfortable step of learning to pray with others and learning to put a a daily prayer time into our schedule, a daily time to get into your word, Lord, I pray that you would meet with them this week. Lord, that you would meet with them. 
and that they would find healing and wholeness in your presence to still our busy, chaotic minds. As Pat said earlier this week in the office, that we have the attention span of a goldfish now. We just flit from this thing to that. But Lord, that you would break the patterns and the yokes that this world has put on us. And that we would learn to be still and to meditate in your presence, to be fed by your word and led by your spirit. In Jesus' name.